This is the Ridge Hunter Outdoors Podcast. Maybe you don't have a spot like what we're talking about. There is a ton of public ground around that you could maybe go scope out on a map. Make sure you're following all the rules and regulations and you get your hunter, uh, your windshield card or whatever you got to have. Yeah. yeah. But uh, find you a spot on public ground and go try it. Hey everybody, this is episode 9. I'm Canyon Clark here with Nate Burgess and Scott Clark. Jeff's out this week. He went back to his real job, so should have him back next week, I think, because he's going to go take his vacation day so he can help out at the shop. Um, vacation to work, I guess. Um, but tonight we're going to talk about the lockdown phase. Um, I've heard some guys talking now that there may be some older bucks locked down at this point. I don't think it's really the, the big lockdown yet. Where we'll normally see it, you know, middle of next week, maybe the next few days, probably after this weekend. So we want to talk about that, what we can do to be successful during that time. It's really hard to kill big deer in the lockdown phase, as everybody knows. But there are some things you can do to at least increase your odds of it. So we'll talk about that. Um, But first, we'll start like we normally do with our rut report. Nate's still on his vacation, so... uh, it kind of a rough night in the tree tonight, but other than that, what have you been seeing since last week? Uh, I saw two of my good ones going in. Uh, I was driving in one morning. Uh, I was probably a quarter mile from where I was going to park, uh, and I saw two big ones cross the road with a doe uh, right there in front of me. Um, of course, I never saw them when I got down there and hunted, you know, well, yeah. uh, but they, uh, they were around. Um, got a couple of pictures of a pretty good buck that morning too so they were really moving that day um seen a couple chases from the stand uh nothing great nothing great um a lot of nighttime activity still but this warm weather we've had for the past four or five days i feel like it slowed them down Mm -hmm. uh tonight i went way back there in what i thought was their bedroom uh didn't work out too well they uh was not in a good tree good spot not a good tree Uh so anyway i uh I got down early after I got busted a couple times. Uh, so anyway. Limit, uh, <laughs> limiting the damage. Oh, man. Uh, great spot. Great spot. Just a bad tree. I couldn't get in the tree I wanted to get in. Uh, I learned my lesson. Uh, I won't be I won't be going down there. I'm, I'm not agile enough to be trying any of the acrobatics. You know, get up in those trees. That hanging hunt stuff. That ain't for a big guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I need to be investing in redneck blinds or something like that, you know. Yeah. That's uh, that's probably more my speed, but I, I need to stick with my uh, my good, solid hang-on sets that I've got. Well, you know, anyway. You got in the deer, though, sound like. I saw a bunch of deer. A bunch of deer saw me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I, I learned my lesson there. Hey, but that happens, you know, and you got to... Uh, this time of year, if you're going to go in there and take a risk, it's time of year to do it. Yeah, and, I agree. And that's that's where my mind was at. I thought, ah, this could really pay off. And I saw some great sign down there, you know. Uh, and that one that one buck, he might have been really nice. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, I just saw him as he wheeled and 
got out of there after he picked me out there in the sunlight mm-hmm. in that little bitty maple tree that I was trying to hide in. Yeah, and like I said earlier, though, I mean, this time of year they could he could get on a doe and forget all about that too. I hope know, he does. So I hope he don't remember that. <laughs> Maybe he'll remember that tree at least, and you won't be back there. So I won't be back there either. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about at the shop as far as uh, what guys are saying or what's coming in? I know from skinning the other day, they're starting to stink for sure. Oh, yeah. The numbers are up. Uh, last last week, I thought it was you know heavy in the evening. Now it's, it's pretty much equal. Morning and evening numbers are both good. Uh, we're seeing some boss hogs out there. Uh, people, uh, there's some guys killing. Uh, guys and gals killing uh killing the mature the mature deer right now so they are moving mm-hmm. i uh haven't been able to get out as much as i want to and that's always the case um but when i have been pretty slow like you said the last few days uh, i went tuesday morning and saw one little buck a couple does tonight just saw one deer from the stand wasn't really in a good spot because i've I didn't realize it was going to be as windy as it was because I didn't check the weather when I, like I should have and uh, I was probably in the wrong spot for that. So I think that hurt me tonight more than anything. Since the last time, though, I don't think I've seen any mature bucks from the stand. have seen some deer, uh, some little ones chasing and nosing does around, some young deer. Um, I know the big ones are doing it. It's just a matter of getting in the right spot at the right time. Got some pictures of a couple nicer deer in the daylight so uh nine something in the morning i haven't got anything i'll check my camera at some point this weekend i'll have all my cameras checked so i'll know whether they've been moving in that 11 to one o'clock 10 to two o'clock kind of thing but as of the last card pull which would have been last weekend so sun saturday sunday i hadn't seen any of that yet it was starting to get later you know 9 30 in there but that's kind of what what i've been seeing i don't know if nate on your uh cameras if you've been seeing anything midday yet or not on your cell cameras or no no i've not um still a lot of nighttime activity uh right now and of course uh first thing in the morning um well actually last weekend late last weekend it was uh it was more late morning because of the frost and everything yeah um uh seemed like we had heavy frosts and they were moving later um, the, uh, the probably eight o'clock to, to 10 o'clock was mm-hmm. good. Um, but by 10 o'clock it had definitely shut down. Um, you know, on the cameras, things have been pretty, pretty steady for me, uh, just morning and evening and then at night, nothing midday. Yeah. I don't think that day me and you went, we saw, well, we saw a couple early. Yep. A couple but, early. Uh, that little one and then that bigger deer, we didn't really know what was, but yep. then everything else we saw was eight thirty to nine thirty somewhere in there. Yep. Yep. So. But like you said, they, we did have some pretty heavy frost, and it does seem like that that heavy frost will keep them in their bed a little longer. Mm-hmm. To me, it does, and then the sun yeah. comes up, you start seeing them moving a little more. Yeah. But you know, Jeff had a camera or a card pull mm-hmm. last night, and we pulled ours the night day before. And Both would have been from like the last week, right? Correct. And because of the warm weather, we have more pictures of mature deer between midnight and three o'clock in the morning than we do any other time those mm-hmm. that three hour span of course that would make sense if you take check the temperature that's probably going to be the the coolest part of the day mm-hmm. yeah or 
to the coolest part of the evening. Yeah, they're still moving. It's just they're, they're moving. They're moving. Yeah. Uh, Jeff has a couple of nice pictures actually. Yep. It might catch them. Uh, might catch them in that last hour or first hour when it's hot this time of year. But uh, of course, we got a cold front coming in now, so hopefully we won't have to worry about That's that again change, for a little yeah. while. Uh, this weekend's looking like it ought to be pretty good. I think mm-hmm. based on the weather, um, both the apps. Uh, I actually I use the DeerCast app and the HuntWise app. They put emphasis on different things, so I like to use them both. And I use it for wind a lot too, because it'll show you, give you a good idea where the wind and all that. They're both looking pretty good for this weekend, based on the weather too. So hopefully this weekend it'll get better. I think it'll probably be really busy in the shop. As for me and you, it'll just be a factor of getting in on the deer, yeah. being in the right spot. So. Uh, like I said, I, I want to talk about lockdown. We're not going to pull anything from art- an article this week because I couldn't find one on exactly what I wanted to talk about. I thought we might talk about that one that I mentioned last week about the uh, <clears throat> what kind of decides when the when the rut's going to be, the peak breeding and all that. But I think we'll talk about this since it's kind of relevant. And the peak breeding and the lockdown are essentially the same thing. So <clears throat> when I say peak rut, a lot of guys say peak rut and they get it confused with the peak breeding time or they're talking about the same thing, which would be the lockdown. So in my mind, the peak rut is when the deer are out moving the most, uh, the bucks are cruising hard looking for does. Whereas the peak breeding time would be the lockdown when there's the most does being bred because there's the most in at the same time. So a buck gets with one doe breeds her, gets off a hurry. doesn't have to go very far to find another one breeds her and he doesn't have to go very far. And that's why you don't see them for, three, four, five days at a time, which is this lockdown phase. So we'll talk about that tonight. And we kind of got five points I want to go over on that, some different strategies, or at least four. Um, The first one being to hunt all day. I know we just talked about the midday movement. Hadn't been there on the cameras yet. I would expect that to change over the next week, probably, and especially based on past years and previous uh, trail camera history that I have. Oh, yeah. I'd expect over the next week to see some pictures in that 10 o'clock in the morning to 2 o'clock in the afternoon range. So yep. hunting all day is a, is a big one for me this time of year. Um, even if it's not, okay, I'm going to go into this sand, sit it in the morning, and I'm just going to sit from morning to dark. If that means you go in and sit in a stand from morning to uh, first light until it gets slow or first light until 10 o'clock or 10 30 you get out and you go to a different spot that may be better suited for the middle of the day closer to bedding um and then you go to a different spot in the afternoon maybe um, and we'll talk about a couple of different strategies with hunting that middle part of the day too but if you can be out there in the woods during the middle of the day uh, that's going to increase your odds during the lockdown phase because those bucks are with those does in some weird places and when the does get up to move the bucks are gonna get up to move and they tend to do that around the middle of the day this time of year for whatever reason so i don't know what your thoughts are nate on uh maybe past years hunting in the middle of the day or maybe some of your thoughts on where you might be um uh, in that kind of 10 to 2 window or whatever yeah i uh i've never been all that ambitious about making it happen you know in the middle of the day uh, I normally get really impatient in the morning, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, I'll be out of there by 10 o'clock, you know, um, trying to force myself to sit later. Uh, but I know, uh, sometimes I will bump deer going in, uh, this time of year when they're really locked down, you know, like you're saying, they'll have them in a funny spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll jam them up in a little bitty finger and a fence row 
or right up behind, uh, like my grandma's old house place, they'll, they'll jam does right up there on the hillside, 50 yards from the back door, you know, just wherever they think they can get away from all the other deer, get away from any potential other bucks, you know, that'll come try to take that doe from them. They'll push them way up there and just in funny spots, yep. you know, um, hard to get to, of yeah. course. Um, <clears throat> I know some guys will try still hunting if they get a windy day, you know, on lockdown. Uh, a lot of times that doe, she will be laying down. Mm-hmm. A lot of times that buck will be up around her and he'll just be raking his horns in the trees. He'll be making rubs. He'll be standing looking for anybody that might be trying to come in, you know, any other bucks. Yep. Uh, a lot of time I feel like they're on their feet. Um, if you do have a windy day and you got a thick spot that you could still hunt through, uh, you might be able to grunt on your way through there, you know, go a little ways, grunt. Um, maybe you can spot him, you know, or maybe he'll, he'll come toward the grunt, uh, mm-hmm. aggressively, you know, seeing if he can find what's going on. Um, uh, but I've never, never sent too much in the middle of the day. Um, uh, I, I've got impatient on it most of the time, yeah. uh, but man, they're definitely killable. I've got lots of pictures like you're saying. Uh, that 10 to 2 window this time of year, you know, uh, those bucks, if they're between those, they're going to be moving. Yep. You know, as soon as they're done with one, they're going to be moving until they find that next one. Yep. That's the other thing, too. If they get done, end up being done breeding that doe for the last time and it's 10 in the morning, they're up on their feet looking for the next one, doesn't matter what time of day it is, like you just said. Um, I'm kind of the same as you. I have never hunted a bunch during the middle of the day, normally because I have other things that I need to get done at some point. Um, have hunted all day a couple times in certain places, but as far as the pictures go, there's a window on that uh, ten acre spot I talk a lot about in Jefferson County, generally from the thirteenth to the seventeenth, where I'll have pictures of mature deer, at least one, maybe two. Last year I had three moving between ten a.m. and two p.m. Um, through there. It's a real good spot where they go cruising through looking for does after they come off of one. It's also really good when they get one locked down, they'll go and take her in there because it's pretty secluded and it's thick in some areas. Most of it's pretty thick. So that's a place I'm going to try to get to this year over the next week, sometime in the middle of the day, at least one day and see what happens. Um, And what you were talking about there, you were kind of expanding on what I said about taking them to those funny places. That's another point I wanted to hit on was kind of expanding what you're looking at for your sits. So a lot of times they'll be, like you said, maybe 50 yards from the back door on the hillside, those real brushy draws. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll be down in there in the middle of a field where you wouldn't expect them to be. Yep. Fence rows, tree lines, really good areas for them to be this time of year. I don't know if you've ever had any luck hunting anything like that this time of year or seen any of that uh, you know, firsthand. You know, I've not had any what I'd call luck. I've, I've had some fun. Uh, take a vacation day back 100 years ago, uh, you know, not doing anything in the middle of the afternoon. Maybe it's a little windy. Uh, if you got permission to hunt around an area that's got some standing corn where the wind's blowing that corn around, it, it's making a little bit of noise. You can walk across the rows in that cornfield and you pick up some deer and you might see a little something. I've not had success doing that. I know guys that have. I've done that in the middle of the afternoon. It's a great way to kill a couple hours. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you never know what you're going to see. And, yep. and you're out there. You're not doing anything anyway. You're waiting to set that evening stand. Yep. Go out there and, and walk that 10 or 15 acres of corn or 20, whatever it is, across yeah. the rows. You know, take your time, sneak it through there. You know, a little a little look-see, then another row. It, it's, it's, it's a good way to get out there. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. 
kind of looking for those odd places that they might be just bedded up in the middle of the day with a doe. And even if it's, if you've got a property or a good stretch of property where you can maybe make a, make the block in the truck with some binoculars and be looking in those places instead of just maybe going and walking. Like if there's no standing corn, if they got all the crops out, a lot of times you'll be able to see them from the road because they're in places they wouldn't normally be that are visible from the road. Laying in a waterway. Uh-huh. Yeah. You may just catch a glimpse of the rack or something. And then like you talked about, maybe they're in a good spot with a good wind. You could put a stock on them even. Yep. Um, or at least make a plan for that evening. Sit somewhere around in that area. Yep. Uh, you know where they're at. So um, definitely ex- kind of expand your uh, your normal range of hunting options i guess i don't know how to say that really but um look in different places you wouldn't normally look yeah get your butt off the couch and you know from 10 to 2 and go out there and do something yeah (laughs) this is this is the time of year to be out there yeah if you can be out there all day get out there all day if you can't set a stand all day or you don't want to set a stand all day or you get bored setting a stand all day Mm -hmm. get out set your stand in the morning okay i want to do this in the evening you make your evening morning plans if you've got four or five hours in the afternoon you're not doing nothing the wife's at work and you're on vacation get out there and you know maybe walk a little bit mm-hmm. yeah. not close to your evening stand or something right. like that but there's almost everybody has that piece of property that yeah that, i can do that mm-hmm. you know why not yeah so the next thing i wanted to hit on was while you're and it could be a good place during the middle of the day too but just in general um, I think especially with afternoon sits and those middle of the days is hunting around water. A lot of times guys won't think about those ponds and stuff this time of year because it's cold and you don't, for whatever reason, that keeps us from thinking about deer needing to drink. Well, they still have to drink. And especially this time of year where they're running around and burning a lot of energy and dehydrating themselves, chasing after does and stuff. Or if they're locked down and that doe gets up to go take a drink, he's going to follow her to it in the middle of the day um hunting around water can be a a good place this time of year just like it can early season when it's hot Um, the place that 10 acre piece has a pond right in the middle of it and i i don't get pictures of them drinking in it because it's far away from the camera it is in the background of it but they wouldn't trigger it if they're down there i'm sure they use it you know this time of year there's another cattle pond that always has a ton of tracks around it this time of year too so if you've got a good whether it's a creek maybe or a little pond close to a bedding area those could be really hot places this time of year too i don't know nate um if you've got any place kind of like that or any ever had any success on around water this time of year or not I, I don't know i sure like hunting around creeks uh in the rut um i feel like those bucks will run the edges uh checking for any does uh any scent you know where they might have hit a creek crossing or something uh, of course, you'll have trails crossing the creeks, and a lot of times you'll have trails on each side of the creek, you know, mm-hmm. uh, paralleling it. Um, I feel like those bucks will run that, uh, trying to check and see if they can smell any does where they've been crossing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, water's right there. Um, they'll, uh, every time they cross, uh, they got a chance to take a drink there, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I sure do like hunting around creeks this time of year. Mm-hmm. So with that the hunting all day the hunting around water and like i said if you can get water close to a bedding area that's a really good place to be too the bedding areas in general during this lockdown phase kind of take center stage whereas we'd been talking about hunting kind of closer to that bedding in the morning and then going back to the food in the evening uh, this time of year you can really focus on that bedding even in the evening potentially Uh, if that buck's locked down with the doe 
and he's not letting her go anywhere, she may be in her bed all day. She may be in her bed all afternoon. So you may get in there close to that bedding area, even in the evening this time of year. Whereas like we talked about beginning of the year and into the early rut, sitting those different kind of setups for morning and afternoon, um, those bedding areas can be good all times of day this time of year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I do, uh, do still like hunting food, uh, in the evenings this time of year. Um, yeah, any does that aren't in, uh, I feel like they're still going to be in a feeding pattern, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just still seeing a lot of them on the, hitting the plots. Uh, then this evening I saw some coming out in the winter wheat field. Um, yeah, they're still going to be feeding uh, any of them that aren't in, in my opinion. Um, and then uh, uh, the other day when I was walking in uh, real early, I had a uh, got a waterway. Well, me and you walked down and checking that card. Yeah. Um, Got a waterway, uh, grown up with tall grass going down into, uh, close to the edge of the woods where I wanted to be in there. Jumped this big mature doe. She's completely by herself there, way out there on this little finger, um, in this waterway. I feel like she was in, um, and she just didn't have any bucks, but she wanted to be away from them so they couldn't find her over there, you know. She was just hiding out. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so again, they're going to funny places, uh, but she wasn't even being pushed around. Uh, but yeah, in the evenings, I'm still probably going to hunt food. Uh, and those bucks know, like we talked uh, earlier, if he's done, mm-hmm. uh, the buffet right there would be a good spot to try to find another one. Yeah, you know? if you can catch him coming off and you're sitting over that food where those does are, that, like you said, aren't in yet. Uh, yep. Maybe they're close. Yeah, uh, He knows that's where they're going to be too. So yep. that's a good place to come to catch him coming in and checking it out yep. after he's dumped that doe he's been with. Um I think if you know you've got one that's locked down, maybe you've got pictures of him or something, um, which is a good way to keep an eye on that as be checking your cameras this time of year. And if you got cell cameras, that's great too because you can see. I think it was last year I had in my food plot a doe feeding around and a buck just came in middle of the night, bedded down in the food plot right there in front of the camera and just watched her feed huh. until she was done. And when she was done, she got up and walked off. He walked off right behind her. Uh, that can be, you know, yep. can be a good place to be still. I mean, food's always a good option. Yeah. Um, I think it's not as big for the bucks right now if they're with a doe. But if they're coming off of one, like you said, that still can be a really good place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, they always got to eat. Yeah. So the next one kind of wanted to hit on is uh, the rattle and run, which we talked about a little bit beforehand. And Jeff had some input on this before he had to leave today that I'll kind of talk about. But what we're talking about here is, again, if it's like middle of the day, say you go hunting in the morning, hadn't really seen anything, or you weren't wanting to stay in that stand real late, get out of that stand, go find somewhere near a bedding area, near a real thick spot, um, set up with a good wind, and rattle. If Wait 10 or 15 minutes, maybe rattle again, wait another 10 or 15 if you don't see anything, get out of there. That could be a really good way to get in there. And if there is a buck locked down with the doe, bedded up in there, he's not going to like two other bucks coming in fighting and coming in trying to get his doe. So he's going to come check it out. Uh, that can be a really good way not only to uh, keep yourself occupied during the middle of the day and out in the field, but to stir up a pretty good buck. I know. Uh, I don't know if you've ever done any of that, Nate, as far as – uh, getting out and rattling or if you know anybody who's done it maybe had some success we, uh, we've done it a little bit i've done it with a couple guys um we never stirred up any big bucks saw some little bucks come to it you know i just don't think we were in the right spot 
where those big bucks were, but uh, definitely could see it working. I mean, uh, yeah. I've heard of guys that it working for them before. Yeah, I've never done it, uh, but it is a good idea. Uh, another way to kill time, um, like we were saying earlier, um, not doing any damage. Um, uh, you never know when you might catch one in the right mood, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to come into that. I've never done it, um, but it uh, I'd say it definitely could pay off. She guys that it pays off for, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's exactly what I'll do at my turkey hunting spots. Um, yeah. I'll get out there. I'll get somewhere where I could, you know, start. I'll call a few times. If I don't hear anything, I'll sit a little bit call again a little bit later and then i'll leave go yeah. somewhere else you know um, so go if, find another spot and do it again yep uh if you catch one in the right frame of mind doing that you know rattling it he might come running right at you mm-hmm. uh, you said you've done a little bit of that oh we've done it one time uh, with a couple guys uh, we had uh, three different patches of timber that we could hunt but we weren't hunting and uh, we got done with the morning hunt this particular time and it was cold and it was snow and in fact, one of the guys I think had a white suit on. He was, and uh, it's one of them you really don't want to set too long anyway. So the morning hunt didn't last a long time. And uh, yeah, we jumped in there, and the guy says, "You go here, and you go here, and I'll be over here, and we're going to rattle." And in about 15 minutes, uh, we had the little walkie-talkies, you know, those cheap little uh, two-channel radios. And if nobody sees nothing, we're out of here. And I think we hit three spots, and maybe total of two hours i mean that's drive time and everything but it was a good way to kill a couple hours after the morning hunt it was cold enough the morning hunt you know we didn't set long long and so it was it was it was fun you know so good way to go um jeff was telling me he's one of the guys i heard said he had some luck doing that uh at least to an extent he said him and a guy um they'd go out like we're talking about go sit in the morning and then They'd go out and rattle and go sit somewhere in the afternoon. But he was telling me uh, they had a couple spots they would go where they knew bucks were bedding during the middle of the day or at least being lo- when they were locked down with those, that's where they were going. He said uh, one particular time they went and got set up. guy he was with set up a little bit away from him like you see him doing with uh, elk hunting, kind of similar to that where the collar will set up to where when that deer or when the elk comes downwind of the call, you're in a good spot to shoot yeah. as the shooter. Yeah. So – uh Jeff set up kind of like that, and uh, the guy was calling. He said, real nice buck came in right where they wanted him. He just didn't make the shot on him, but uh, uh, said they had some luck, you know. Yeah. Uh, all got, got it all done except for the shot, at oh, least. Oh, man. <laughs> so he said he's had some luck doing that as far as that goes. So I think it's definitely uh, be worth a shot if you've got a place you think it could work. Yeah. Um, uh, as long as you're playing the wind, uh, I don't think there's too much that can go wrong. Right. You know, um, there's a, a big potential for success there. Mm-hmm. Especially if, uh, like, I've got a spot in mind right now. Uh, it's a piece that backs up to another guy's ground that has really good habitat. Actually, it's for birds. I've showed you it on a map before mm-hmm. right here, <clears throat> not very far north. And uh, those deer will bed in there on him where he's got all that CRP and stuff. And then that it, it's real thick behind him, too. So they bet all in there, but it's within earshot of this property that I can hunt. A lot of big deer cruise through the property that I'm on, the ditches and the fence rows. and uh, But it's not a property I hunt a whole bunch. So if I go in there and do it, and I do end up messing something up, I haven't lost that much because I have other options to places I'd rather go anyway. Yeah, um, It's kind of a hit or miss property most of the year. 
um, you can go there and see maybe three shooters all in one sit, or you may go there and not see anything for three hours. Yeah. So that's a spot I would look at going. Sits up really well if I can get the wind right coming out of that bedding area. Um, sit in there and rattle and then see what happens. And like I said, if I do mess something up, I haven't lost that much. Yep, um, that's right. If you got those kind of places, especially, that could be a good strategy. Yeah. And even that still hunting, like you were talking about, uh, there was a time last year, because occasionally they'll bed in the timber that's on the north side of that property. Last year, had the right wind to do it. It was coming at me while I was walking through this woods, and I knew they were bedding on the far end of it, the east end of it. So I got out of the truck and grabbed my grunt call and my bow, and that's all I took in there, and just kind of started till hunting through this woods. And I'd glass it, you know, occasionally stop and glass it, and got up to where it kind of opened up, and then it was thick right after that, and I glassed it, and there was a pretty good eight point. I mean, not a monster, 130 inch deer probably. So I made some noise, tried to get his attention, like I was a buck over there making a rub and grunted at him, and. uh he kind of looked around but wasn't all that interested and ended up trying to get closer and closer. Well, finally, he heard something, and he looked over at me. I guess he heard me moving. Picked me off a bit because I was out in the open. Couldn't get behind a tree and ended up busting him out. But uh, that's something worth trying, too. If you've got a spot like that where you can go still on through it in a woods where they might be bedding. Yep. Kind of like what you were talking about. Yep. And it's a spot where if you mess it up, it's not that big a deal anyway. Yeah. Maybe go do something like that this time of year, too. Yeah. Um, we've got one draw that we can hunt in particular. Um, very difficult to get in there, especially trying to get in there in a tree stand. Uh, none of us have ever had any real success doing that, but you can still hunt it. Um, it's a big, uh, it's a big 90 degree turn. Uh, the creek that runs through there makes a big 90. Um, uh, sets up in a nice hill, uh, for you. You can, you can still hunt it pretty easy. Uh, as long as you got a decent wind, um, uh, you got to be strategic about how you do it. But anyway, you can get in that creek in there, um, and we'll sneak down through the creek. Windy day is perfect, you know. Um, sneak down through the creek. It's basically like being underground. Uh, pop up about every 20 yards. Look on the banks, you know. I mean, look everywhere. Uh, really take your time. Pick it apart with binoculars. Um, you can never look too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been sneaking through there, sneaking through there, and all of a sudden, 20 yards away, uh, looking through binoculars, I'll just see an ear twitch, you know, and I haven't seen it for the last couple times I'd look. Uh, So anyway, uh, sneaking up through there, and you you just see that ear twitch or something, you know, um, in the shadows. I mean, they're they're so sneaky, but but they hadn't seen me yet. You know, I've got really close to some in there before, just never anything uh, big enough to shoot, you know. Um, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Uh, that's this time of year too. Uh, we talk about watching the hunt in public quite a bit and those guys do some pretty crazy stuff as far as when they're spotting, stalking or just still hunting. And I'll go in in the middle of the day this time of year on like that property or there's another property that don't necessarily hunt a bunch, but it does have some big deer on it occasionally. I'll try some of the stuff that I watch those guys do on public ground on private ground. Um, nothing says you can't hunt it the same way. And then on that same token, if you've got some public ground you want to go try, maybe you don't normally hunt it, maybe you don't have a spot like what we're talking about, there is a ton of public ground around that you could maybe go scope out on a map, make sure you're following all the rules and regulations and you get your hunter, uh, your windshield card or whatever you got to have. Yeah. yeah. But uh, find you a spot on public ground and go try it because 
there's generally not a bunch of guys hunting public ground in the middle of the day either. Nope. Those guys are going to be in their morning and the evening. Yeah. Maybe that's the time you go in and just try some public stuff. And yep. uh, if you don't have a spot that you you can't mess, if you have a spot that you can't mess up because it's like the only place you got to go or it's your best spot and, and you don't have many other options or you don't have a spot that sets up good for what we're talking about, go find it on public because if you mess that up, you're not hurting yourself at all there. Yep. You know, if you mess something up in there, you haven't lost anything. Yep. Um, and you may have some success doing it, too. Um, you never know. Yeah. I've actually had a couple guys in the last week message me. Um, one of them had messaged me earlier in the year asking about just trying to get some information on spots. Out-of-state guy. Um, trying to get some information on some public spots around southern Illinois. Sent me a message the other day. They'd killed a really nice one mid 130s eight point on public ground and uh, had s- had seen a bigger one one he had pictures of it 150s 160s deer man on public ground yep um he said he was holding out for that deer past the one that he ended up shooting like three times yeah waiting for this bigger deer yeah he saw that someone had shot the bigger deer and wounded it oh man and he that other deer came by again he finally decided to shoot him yeah and really nice deer yeah um, there was another one <sighs> I'm, I think it was this past week, uh, another really nice 130, 140-inch deer come off public ground you know, Man. around here. So Yep, guy's putting in the work. Yeah, it can be done for yeah. sure. And like that out-of-state guy, he does most of it with a map. Yeah. Uh, you can get an Onyx or even just Google Maps on there. Yep. Find you a good spot like where we're talking about where it looks like it's probably thick. And they yep. may be bedding in the middle of the day, go in there and do some rattling and then move to the next spot. I know there's a, there's a spot. It's a several different sections of public ground down south of us. You could go hit one of those spots. Um, if you don't see anything, jump in the truck and drive to the next little chunk of it um, and be there in 20 minutes and try it again. And You could shoot the middle of the day with that pretty easy and yep. then go hunt your evening set. Yep. Um, you always got options, oh, yeah. in my opinion. For you sure. Know, can't be scared to try new things. Yep. And this is the time of year to do it. Um, yeah. If you're going to get lucky on public ground, it's probably during November. Yeah. Oh, what, uh, if you've ever thought about doing any of that or actually hunted any public ground or anything? Nah, I'm only about three miles, four miles, uh, from a good piece of public ground, 1,100 acres. Um, but, uh, I have never given it a shot. Uh, I've tried turkey hunting it in the fall over there a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, years ago, we'd go over there and fall turkey hunt. Um, nobody would ever do that, you know. Right. Uh, but anyway, uh, gosh, if you could ever get on that big flock, there's about a hundred of them out there. It'd get wild in a hurry you uh-huh. know, if they came in there, huh? but we never deer hunted it. Yeah. I uh, actually hunted public, deer hunted public. I've duck hunted some public ground. One of those pieces I was talking about where it's those different patches. Yeah. And done some, done okay duck hunting, but saw quite a bit of deer sign on it. Yeah. And actually kind of made a mental note. Okay. If I ever need somewhere else to go, this might be a good place to check out. Yep. Don't think it gets a lot of pressure, um, but actually went and tried a piece of public ground. Um, that's next to a buddy of mine's who he's hunting. So we went, he hunted on his prop permission ground and I hunted on the public ground that kind of butted up to it and, uh, got back in there and didn't end up seeing any deer, but man, a bunch of buck sign in there yeah. and some really good looking spots. Huh. And I thought, you know, maybe worth going back to just, even though I've got spots that I can go hunt on private ground, it just, it was a really, looked like a really good spot. So yep. don't overlook that stuff too. If, if yeah. you're limited on options, whether it's permission ground or ground you own, 
And either you don't want to overhunt it or you don't want to go in there and mess it up trying to do some of these different things. Um, or even you're just not seeing the bucks on it. You know, you think you ought to. Don't be scared to go try some public ground or something. You yep, know? that's right. Or even go knock on some doors. I mean, that's a way to get some permission to go hunt different ground too. So, But that's kind of the five things that I wanted to hit on for this week. I know it's a bit of a shorter episode. Um, we'll have Jeff back next week, and Dad actually had to duck out and go take care of a deer too. So um, I think that'll pretty much do it. Uh, thanks for listening guys um hopefully this is helping you out and uh if you ever want to have any questions for us or anything you can leave it in the comments uh you can get us on facebook i think our instagram is ridge hunter at ridge hunter od same thing as twitter so you can get a hold of us there too um always check out our website you guys can get a hold of us there's contact information on there if you ever have any questions or you just want to hear something talked about on here we're always open um to suggestions and feedback so Appreciate you guys that have been listening and been watching the videos and stuff. Um, hopefully you'll stick with us and you're learning something or at least maybe we're encouraging you to try some new things. I know I'm learning stuff just from doing this. I mean, some of the articles we've been reading and talking to you guys helps me out, I think, as much as probably anybody we're talking to. Um, I'm trying to do the stuff we're talking about. So, <laughs> Yep. Uh, keeps it exciting. Yeah, for sure. Keeps, you know. you, keeps me wanting to get out there. That's right. I had a... Uh, professor in college tell me that the day you stop learning you die so you never know it all you can never have the attitude that you know everything yep that's right i I always try to keep that in the back of my mind i'm always trying to learn something that'll help me with an advantage especially when it comes to hunting because i need every advantage i can get but uh like i said that'll do it for this week thanks for listening everybody and we'll catch you again next week